There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 326. Um, the Nerdist TV show is coming back, BBC America, March 30th, Saturday at uh, 10 p.m., I believe. So it'll be a new Doctor Who and then Orphan Black, which is a new series, and then our show. And I I don't, I don't, the guests that we're getting this season are, are kind of freaking me out who's agreed to come on the show. I don't know if I'm allowed to announce it yet, but soon I will. And you'll be like, holy shit, how'd you get all those people? And I'll be like, I don't know, person, but we did. Uh, so the show's going to be really fun. And there's a stand-up element to the show now. So the last the last part of the last little chunk of the show is stand-up. We set up the room so it'd be really perfect for a good stand-up set and have some of my favorite comics coming in to perform uh, on each show. So it's going to be like a little uh, variety show kind of thing. I'm very excited about it. Uh, I'm also super excited that we have a new sponsor on the show. And it is the new Tomb Raider uh, available in stores March 5th. Uh, stores like a Target, for example, would be a place that would have that. But uh, it's uh, available. It's for Xbox, Crystal Dynamics, and Square Enix. Uh, it's a complete reboot, and Laura Croft is is just it's just kind of a grittier Laura Croft. If you go to Skydart's Twitter page, you can see her profile banner. Uh, she cosplayed as the new Laura Croft last year at Comic Con, or at uh, New York Comic Con, and it was a it was a big big hit. With the, with the nerds. So, uh, new Tomb Raider coming out. Uh, it's a cool story. Laura gets shipwrecked um, on this island off Japan. And uh, it's just... It's basically she's searching for shipwrecked comrades. And uh, and then sort of uncovers the history of the island along the way. But uh, it's got uh, it's got survival gameplay and stealth and melee and range combat and exploration. So, uh, the new Tomb Raider. It's, a, it's wonderful that they were able to reboot the franchise. And so, uh, now, uh, March 5th. March 5th, that'll come out. And for a limited time, you can get the... Uh, it comes with a collectible steelbook and the Shantytown multiplayer map. So, uh, just some cool extra stuff. If you act fast! So, thanks to Tomb Raider for sponsoring this episode of the Nerdist Podcast. Which is Ben Hoffman, who uh, Jonah knew from working at Current. And he's a really funny guy. And he has a new show uh, premiering on February 28th on Comedy Central. The Ben Show with Ben Hoffman. And uh, so we brought him on. And it's always kind of fun to see, you know, particularly in Jonah's case, like... Just people like graduating, like oh, they used to work at this job together that they hated, and they they weren't they weren't getting paid that much, and and now they both uh, went on to other stuff, and you know Ben's got his own show on Comedy Central, he's a super funny guy. So uh, here we go, the Nerdist Podcast number three twenty six with Mr. Ben Hoffman. Now entering Nerdist.com.
Yeah. Can we get these words off the screen? What do you guys have against captioning? Well, on the uh... on my first episode is up now on Comedy Central. It's is that better? Right. Yeah. It's the top of the mic. It almost has to go in your mouth. Hold on, I'm trying slower. To... Slower. But should I add that I engineered and did all the music on my show? <laughs> I'm, I'm not. That's not a joke. Did you? Yeah. That good? That Sounds good, Ben awesome. Hoffman. Thanks, man. Um, what about closed captioning? Why do you hate it? No, no. The the our 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 show just premiered today on Comedy Central before its premiere, and it's set to default to closed captioning, which I find ruins comedy. Oh, when you uh, when you have to read the yeah, like and I've you never... can see the words before the joke comes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of screws it up. Yeah. It ruins it unless you're deaf. Exactly. In which case, I think it maybe greatly enhances it. It sure does. But what if you're not deaf, of the audience of listen, any, any, any deaf people listening to this podcast right now, let us know what you think. Yeah, which, let us know which, which, which version you like better. Oh, that's right. What? Was, no one transcribes this podcast. Some do people they? do, actually. Ooh. Some people, I, I get transcribed. I'm trying to think of anything I've ever said that might be. You would bad. not want to see. Making uh making offensive y jokey stuff in conversation, fine. Seeing it in print. Oh different. never plays. I bet yeah. podcasts don't read well. They no. do not read well yeah. at all. For the most part. Yeah, that's true. It's just it's like everyone's racist. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone laughs at themselves a lot. What's happening? That would just be like reading a podcast would be like, and then he ha 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 La- laughs at itself. Laughing. Yeah. yeah. Why are the same five characters in every book I read? <laughs> Just talking at each other to yeah. with each other in different locations. <laughs> so Ben Hoffman, let's talk a little bit about your Comedy Central show. It premiered All right, fine. It premiered today, which is this obviously will not air today, but it, it in the very rec- in the very near future it will it, this will go up. So uh, tell people about the show and then we'll talk about you and your hopes and your dreams and where you came from and well, what your favorite my, is. Well, as my old buddy uh, Jonah here knows, um, I uh, the show is me, my life, but it's me. You just follow me in my life. I go on like a journey in a certain episode. Like the, the first episode, I go buy a gun. And then the real people in my life that I meet along the way, they introduce the sketches. So it is a sketch show. Mm-hmm. But it's also man on the street because in between I'm talking to random stri- and all that stuff is real. Yeah, my dad's in the show. Girls I've asked out on dates who've turned me down are on the show. Every but they girl. but they agreed to come on television. <laughs> yes, they agreed to come on television and it's a gig. Yeah, because they're all want to be actresses. So does that <laughs> sort of feel like you win in a way, or does it still feel like a when she comes on the show and says explains how she pushed her pushed me off of her. And we and I let that air. It's not a win in any no. any way. It's a hindrance, if anything, for the future. Exactly. Yeah. Well, can I tell you the real story about that girl? I'd love this, to. this involves Jonah. So Jonah and I, we've been through some shit together. <laughs> we used to work at Al Jazeera TV. Yes, the pre-Al Jazeera network. Yeah, and uh, so the first time I was ever recognized for being on the show that Jonah and I was working on, this girl walks up to me at a bar, and. Uh, She's like, you're Ben Hoffman. I'm like, yeah. The first time I've ever been recognized by anyone who wasn't, <laughs> who was an attractive person. So, th- so I'm like, fuck. This is, it. this is the group. Like, this is what I've been waiting for. <laughs> That's why you do TV is to get attractive girls to come yeah. up to you and say hi. So I just, assu- I just assumed she was 
was into you, into me, yeah. ready to go. This is how groupies work. So I had her over for coffee, <laughs> right? Not over, but like met her up for coffee. No interest in me at all. But I just assumed she was so nervous because I was so famous <laughs> that she from was, this fifth tier cable channel for the channel that. Literally, they couldn't measure on the dial because yeah. the numbers were so low. Well, they were so. using a dial is the problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Back to that, I, they came in one day. They were looked. They go, either there was something wrong with the numbers, or your show went up a bunch this week. <laughs> next, cut to next week. Something was wrong with the numbers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sucks because you get that like, oh my god, maybe what we're doing is okay, yeah. and then just take it away. Yeah, you know, they let us know. Just well, like that girl that you went on a date with, yeah. a very parallel experience. It's a very parallel. Experience. Everything I get is taken away. I did have that happen once, where I, I years and years, like ten years ago, uh, I there was this girl who was on a show on the same channel that I was on, and she uh, she was like, let's go out to lunch, and I was like, oh, this seems like. Okay, yeah, when does a... I mean, that's a that's a statement, like, you know. Exactly. Yeah. She started it. And then we went out to lunch and she was <laughs> she was she was very flirty and then um went she went to the bathroom and I and in my and in my own head I was like, "Oh, I think this is going well. I think that I this is crazy. I didn't even have to do anything." Yeah. And then she comes back and she was like, "Oh, I just had to go call my boyfriend." And then the rest of it was about her boyfriend. I'm Ooh. like, "I don't understand why." And then that was it. There was no there seemed to be no end game whatsoever. Why would you have lunch with Anybody, if you have a boyfriend. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, not that. I just mean. Uh, no, I'm, no, with, I'm with you. That's kind of rude of her. It, it just, it's not. It wasn't rude. I just couldn't figure out. Like, well, then why did you? I mean, guys are dumb. So maybe she just thought, well, this is a nice, funny friend to have. So maybe in her mind, the end game was let's be friends. But there didn't really seem to be any clear like. Did you want to pitch something, or did you want to go out? Like there was no. It, and then it was just like, okay, see ya. Like, she liked you for you. That's impossible. Mm -mm. I, I am I am unlikable to the core, Joe Ray. <laughs> Once you peel back the layers, it's just like, oh God, it's just like opening up a sewage tank. I knew the internet was right. <laughs> the internet's always right, Joe. The internet's always right. Always, always, yeah. always. So uh so you go to lunch with this girl. What what what's the part where you she had to push you off her? No, so then I'm like, I I, I assume that everything her shyness and disinterest in me is because of my enormous fame. Mm, of course. I'm all not realize. I mean, yeah. Ben I'm, from Infomania. Yeah, in the back of my head, I'm, I still realize well, I've been recognized once. Yes. So I know my fame is not really that is not really catching on. So I'm, I'm like, this girl's a super fan. She's just nervous to be around me. That's why she's not like being really nice. Mm -hmm. She's turns out she's not being nice because I'm boring and annoying and have a bad personality. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm with. Her. I'm, I agree. So I'm like, let me walk you to your car afterwards. Walk you to a car. There's and there's no. Sign to do anything, but in I your just, head, you're like, I'm gonna give it a shot anyway. Well, in my head, I'm like, I gotta tr go for it because this is her dream. I'm gonna make her dreams reality. <laughs> Still, <laughs> she's gonna get to make out with the biggest celebrity in town, right? Of course, I go in to make out and literally, like, forcefully pushes me off of her, and then, of course, texts me that night, like, you know, really fun hanging out. Yeah. And then I text her, you know, six months later, like, I have a pilot for Comedy Central. Do you want to be on it? She's like, oh, cool. A gig. Mm, that's really weird. I, yeah. I actually, yeah. I haven't now even. Now you're married. Yes, I love her. <laughs> I haven't even, I have an even weirder. I have an even weirder. Not, not, and I'm not trying to do the rude one-upsmanship, but I do have oh. an even weirder one than that, which was back when I was uh, Peter Hardwick, which was drunk Chris Hardwick back in. I think maybe like 99, 2000, um, there was this bar I used to hang out at all the time, which was near UCLA, which was pathetic because I was 10 years too old to be doing that. The Irish That's bar. beside I the point. I think it's kind of cool. 
Yeah. Uh, I had to sneak in there with a fake ID once. Oh, wasn't that adorable? Yeah, it was fun. I yeah. got you drunk. Yeah, you did. Oh, remember those days? <laughs> Good times. No job to get up for the next day. <laughs> Just drinking and eating pizza at 4 a.m. And wondering why the work wasn't falling into my, yeah. my fat yeah. lap. <laughs> and now you got to get up at noon for a podcast. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh, I hate it. It's uh, So anyway, so there was this girl who was a uh, bartenderess at, uh, at, this, at this bar that I used to hang out with all the time. And... I we didn't ever get along really, but then one night we sort of hit it off, and then she was like, "Let's go, let's go bowling," and I'm like, "Okay." So we go bowling. We go down to Bayshore Lanes on Pico. It was and her Monica. that she instigated it. Ooh. Then we, uh, and then we were are going to continue the hangout after bowling. So she comes over to my apartment. She's like, "Do you have any sweats I can wear?" And I'm like, "Sure." So she puts on sweats. We get into bed. And then I go to, nothing's happened at this point. I go to try to kiss nothing's her. Nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. But I'm saying that that's, a, to me, that's a lot that has happened. That, yeah. Yes. I mean, nothing, but, but we still, there's no, no, yeah. no, no touching or fluids have been exchanged uh, on any front and, or back. And so she, uh, I go to kiss her. She, meanwhile, she's in my, t- like a t-shirt of mine and sweats in my bed. Yeah. And she's like, whoa, whoa, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, what, what, uh, what do you mean? She was like, I have a boyfriend. And I'm like, why? Ooh, why what? Does why he know you, what you're doing why are and where you, you here? are? And she's like, I'm not doing anything wrong. I, said for, I, I As nearly as I can figure, she had some sort of a falling out or something with her boyfriend. and Needed a place. Just Not just needed a place. I think just needed an emotional place. Like, uh, it reassured. I don't know. I think she just needed to know, like, I can still do this. Ugh. And so nothing happened. And she ended up keeping a shirt that I really loved. That was it. That was the strangest. That's pretty strange. I mean, that's taking it to the next level. Yeah, that's a bit far. Getting into bed, wearing your clothes, sweats, known for being able to be taken off easily. I'm very respectful. I was like, well, do and you know want- your sweats, you know your way around them. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> My know where the drawstring is. There. You know the trick. Yeah. Don't pull too hard. You haven't knotted one side. <laughs> yeah, <when laughs> don't get the don't take the string out. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. Which is something I, I like to say to girls a lot. <laughs> what? Oh, nothing. Oh, it's I'm not sorry. fun anymore. Oh, I'm I sorry. said, don't take the string out. Something I like to say to girls a lot. It's oh. not a good. No, there was. There no, was good. I'm sorry. I, it was a bad I, joke. I was giving it up for the guest, and I. No. You should. You should give it up for the you guest. You know what it is? Two killer jokes at the same time. <laughs> I mean, this is what happens when you have a tornado and an earthquake. Yeah. Can we put one in the left ear, one in the right? <laughs> you gotta pay attention. Yeah. To, we'll separate them like the. And you pan it, whichever like one the you Beatles. Want. We'll yeah. separate them yeah. like the Beatles. Yeah, exactly. We got the Beatles and the Stones playing at the same time. Um, yeah. But uh, but uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that would make me angry. And, and then yeah. and then and I was like, well, do you want me to go sleep on the couch then? I don't. And then she was like, no. And then she kind of like snuggled up. Uh, I, I just didn't know, and, and so I just kind of laid. I laid sort of like a. Like a beef eater doll, just like arms at my side all night. Yeah. Like I don't know what's acceptable. I wonder if that's like she got up and left the next morning. That's her thing though. Like you know, like her boyfriend is like, oh, she did it again. Met a guy, went back, put on. Her I didn't do anything. Uh, yeah. I just slept in his clothes yes. in his bed. It's the difference. Like she's bungee jumping, where the guy, the boyfriend, thinks she's skydiving. You know. <laughs> it's all safe. Oh, okay. Nothing yeah. wrong. Yeah. yeah. Well, but a parachute could be analogous to a bungee. I mean, a parachuting still safe. Bungee sounds like sex to me, man. Yeah, you're right. Maybe I'm wrong. It's the boing sound. Okay, it's the uh, it's the fake. It's doing the the fake air tank uh, skydiving yeah. exercise. Yeah. As opposed to a real skydiving. I would say this was like an emotional bungee jump, where I thought I might be going in. I'm not going in. So you're the one doing the bungee. Yep. I really want to bring it back to bungee jumping. Yeah. Here's my metaphor. And she is a creek. Her. Her boyfriend thinks she's fucking, but she's not. 
That's a good metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> do I have the word? Do I have the word metaphor right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I think I may have gone. Through. It's yeah. like when, <laughs> when her boyfriend. Yeah, I know. Wonder whatever happened to that girl. Oh, that was a long time ago. Probably got kids now. Probably got a. Probably got a bunch of guys that um, didn't touch her. She's probably got a lot of sweats by now. She must yeah. have a ton. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, she has a She's collecting sweats. Museum. Oh, she owns Juicy. <laughs> <laughs> she just took all the old sweats and yeah. put Juicy letters she on She was also them. hanging out. and like, do you have any iron-on letters? She was just getting everything ready. Yep. That's it. Building her empire. Yeah. S- uh, sexless sleeping your way to a, a, a new business. And but, Ben, works. we're not here to talk about how I almost hooked up with a girl and puzzlingly we didn't. Don't, we didn't. We don't know that, but... I'm happy to do that. What's, uh, when, when did you, so your Comedy Central show, how many episodes did you do? Did like 10 episodes? Eight. You did eight episodes. They offered 10, I said, no way. <laughs> I got eight in me. I said eight, I got eight. Please no season two. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm out of ideas. I was out of ideas after episode. No, I am psyched that the, to me, the audience will f- decide later. To me, it gets better as it goes along. Yeah. Which so why don't is, you shuffle them around then? See, that's the thing. They, I, the point was to start them off strong. But we're in a different position than a lot of shows. This is not going to be like a giant, like everyone tune in week one. This is going to be a slow build because I'm an unknown quantity over there. Um, this other guy, Nathan Fielder, has a show after ours. <coughs> also really funny. So it kind of needs to all be all killer, no filler, as ACDC used to say. Yeah. Boy, they sure were talking about the internet. Yeah, exactly. and and programming and television. They're talking about my show, um, <laughs> but you know it's gonna take. It might take eight weeks for people to find the show because it's not gonna be. You know, I'm, I mean I'm doing like Kimmel and Conan and that kind of stuff, but it's not gonna be like a giant juggernaut of advertising. Like you're gonna have to find the show. So I like the fact that it's all kind of spread out. Well, you don't know that. I mean, you know, I think uh, Key and Peele started off. You know, like they built they built gradually, and that when that got huge because Tosh started real small too. Tosh started small, but Key and Peele actually, their first week numbers were enormous. Well, I take that back then. Yeah, no, they they got a, like a season two pickup. I think like the next day. Yeah, well, I don't know what I'm t- like I don't know that. what I'm talking about. Well, I, I didn't I didn't mean to correct you, but but you I, should correct me with truth. But I've learned more about ratings these past seventy two hours than I've ever known. In my Isn't life. it great? Yeah, it's great <laughs> stuff. It's really nice to be able to quantify your worth. By how much? People. I mean, that's all we do now. It's what are the download numbers? How many views did it get? How many yeah. subscribers oh, well, do we get? That, what are the you, ratings? You have that stuff too. Well, huh? yeah, because you know what's interesting is that there really should be th- some three dimensional number that tracks. You know, because I, I don't think like community, for instance. I don't think communities Nielsen television ratings are a fair representation of what the cultural impact of that show is. When you when you look at you know who's watching it on Hulu and, and social media. It, in years to come on cable and yeah. television's one number and it doesn't it doesn't paint the whole picture particularly for you know for a lot of Comedy Central's audience which I imagine is a substantial number under 25 who probably watches a lot of things online yeah, yeah. and there's no way to fi- and I think they're still figuring out the DVR ratings DVR ratings don't yeah. count it's the dorm room cra- ratings one TV bunch of dudes watching that TV that's true actually because it's weird to, I always, do you, you guys find this weird maybe it's just because we're a little older but all this, like, we need the college kids watching, the college kids watching. I don't think there was a time in my life where I watched less TV than college. None of my, I didn't watch any. I didn't go, but during college age, I mean, I, I couldn't afford cable. I didn't really watch TV. I, I was out. My, my, 
dorm did not have a TV. We didn't have watch any. Not only that, but yeah. it's a pretty big audience that's not in college. Yeah. Pretty big audience that's over 22. Pretty big. Yeah. With a lot more money to spend. Yeah. Exactly. It's like the it's like the people who are who are skipping school or actually getting jobs are the people who are watching yeah. TV. Like, and who has less money than a kid in college? Yeah. You know, it's no money you at all. You can advertise that car. But well, a lot of third world it. countries yeah. have less money than kids in an American college. Here we go. What? I'm just saying, Joe. He, he, t- we said we're going to talk the truth. He gave you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> what's uh, what's TJ Miller's uh, real juice? Drink it up. Real juice. Drink it up. Um, so I've got, a, oh, I've got like a like a hot girl laugh thanks to like a, a, a little uh, bug. I've I'm not. What's a hot like a party girl voice? Well, no, I just like when I laugh. I'm I not going like, to sleep with you. <laughs> Like oh, a, yeah, yeah. Like a little raspy thing. Is yeah. that a hot girl laugh, or, or, or is that girl. like a, a, that's a party girl laugh? Yeah. Well, to me, hot women are 90 and over. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I meant to say. Um, so, yeah, Ben and I worked at Current TV, which is now owned by Al Jazeera. Yep. And uh, I can't think of a more miserable time in my TV career. It was pretty awful. Like, I had to talk you out of leaving there. We talk- Yeah, you did. I, I talked Joan out of leaving there to come no, to the I, I was having the conversations with him on the other side, like pushing yeah. him out, like, get yeah. the fuck out of well, here. Well, it's because it was me, Ben, and our friend Alex, who also worked at Current, and we were, it would be the three of us, and sometimes maybe Dan, uh, that would, like, every day we'd leave the offices and go eat at Daphne's next to Target in West Hollywood. That was our joy. That was our joy. Bogo. What was so, what was we so had, brutal we about had them it? Bogos. it? You know what it was? Looking back on it, in fairness, it was almost like film school that I got that you get paid for. Yeah. I did learn how to make TV there. I will say that. I learned how to make bad TV. A lot <laughs> yeah. of it was on me claiming, just complaining that I was way be- too, well, I was too good for this and they don't understand my talent. Well, that's well, that's all we would go and talk about. We would just go like it's like, you know, our bosses don't fucking understand. These guys are just fucking jocks or college guys that just no don't know comedy. It's like, you know, like we like, that's the thing I would always bring up. I was like, it's like you know, Ben and I were like, we were in the trenches. We've performed live comedy. We've been with you know, comedy is like our directional. Like that's where we came from to do this and to have some guy that fucking played soccer uh, for his entire life, then started running the fucking TV show that we were working on. Be like, I don't know if it's funny. The no, you want it because you're not smart or funny. You don't <laughs> yeah, get well, it. You got to be on stage. I, I don't do stand up. I performed obviously a lot of sketch and stuff, but like. You have to be on stage and hear silence from the audience while you're trying to be funny, or you can't get anywhere. Like, you yeah. have to have heard that silence. And we were just getting a lot of notes from just exec. Ma- mainly, they also want us to have this like political angle, you know, because it was everything had to have a. Like, yeah. And I, t- have, I have no political. I'm not a political comedian. I don't do any of this. Of course, an outsider would say, why didn't you just quit? Which is what <laughs> you're about to say and what you helped Jonah do. But, yeah. like, at the time, there was no other get like one. I remember one time being at Daphne's with you guys. I don't know, if, Joan, if you remember this, but I was like, listen, just out of nowhere, I go, listen, we're making livings, we're on yeah. TV, <laughs> we can pay our bills. This is good, this is positive. And so, and and Dan's like, I'm f- getting this on iPhone. He films me saying, yeah, because <laughs> he never heard me say anything positive in my life. And every t- for the next week, he's like, I'm just going to play this every time. <laughs> so I had to watch that video like 8,000 times. And then I was just like, just erase the fucking thing. Yeah. I know I was talking shit. I just had like a, 
I just chugged a Diet Coke, maybe. It was caffeine <laughs> in the brain or something, maybe. I don't know what it was. Yeah. It was it was like watching the other uh, Douglas Quaid at the end, <laughs> when he comes on the screen at the end of uh, the uh, Total Recall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where before his memory was wiped. Yeah. It's like, oh, who is another, that guy? Another, That's yeah. exactly what I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Except yours was the po- the polarity reverse. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah. I don't want to be the positive yeah. guy. But there was a lot of guilt that we had because because of the fact that we were like, you know, we're on TV, we're making, you know, shows, we're making a living. But, um, it, it, but it's, it, it wasn't what any of us it wanted. Is, it is hard. And, and I know some people could say like, well, shut up, you have a job. But if the whole purpose of your existence is to you know, uh, is, is a creative endeavor and you have stuff that you really want to do and someone else who doesn't really care about it that much is keeping you from doing that, it is, it's kind of a bummer. And we were, tr- we felt trapped because we were like, I don't, I mean, not like I have something to say, but like, I can be funny. I can do this. In my head, I'm thinking I can do this. And nobody's watching it. No, nothing's happening with it. But I can't leave because it's a full-time gig. You know, yeah. it's like too scary. Every that's week. why I had so much respect for Jonah. That's why when you took him away, I was like, you know, fucking take me with. Like, how do you yeah, do this? Yeah, take but me anyway, with but, you. Because right after that is when I got the job offer to write on a Norm sports show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, finally, just to be in the game, you know, just to be part of like, you know, like I walk in the office of a sports show and I go, uh, you know, the other guys in the office. He goes, hi, I'm Steve O'Donnell. I'm like, Steve O'Donnell? Like the head writer of Letterman for 15 years, Steve O'Donnell? The guy who came up with the top 10 list, Steve O'Donnell? He's like, yeah, 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 nice to meet you. Yeah. I'm like, ah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I obviously know I'm nowhere near as funny as Steve O'Donnell, but just to be in a room with these people, it, like, changes everything. It's yeah, all of a sudden this, it, it so, makes you feel like you're doing the right thing. Yes, and it was very validating, but I do wish, looking back on it, I had enjoyed I was going to say my time at current, but I should have just said I wish I'd enjoyed my life. But that's <laughs> yeah. But a one little. But it's you know like I, I can under and and part of the reason I imagine it's great to have your own show now is that uh, it's you know I'm fine if I try jokes and they're mine and they fail I can deal with that. But if someone else tells me what to do and I have to do it, and then it fails, it's just like, it's like your dad writing your stand-up jokes for you and be like, you have to do this, and you go out there and you're like, I'm sorry, I know you think this is me, but this isn't coming from me, <laughs> but I don't have a choice. <laughs> but, you, and you, but you've done a lot, you just did a pilot for Comedy Central. I did, right? yeah. But the, the execs there, and I hate to be this guy, but they've been fucking great. They were great with me too. They're awesome, and they're, they're really big on not like, this is what you have to do, this is what you don't have. Like, the show that I made, is the show I want? There's no, there's not a compromise in the show. I had the exact. It is my show, and they are letting me do exactly what I want. The notes they gave me, again, I, I sound like a douche saying it. They were good notes. Yeah. They helped the show, and I took the notes, not because, not to be nice, because they were notes that made the show funnier. Yeah. Comedy Central is really is Comedy Central is a really good place to work right now. And I say this, I don't know if they're going to pick up my show, and if they don't pick up my show, they're I would still... Sh- I, w- pick up your show. I don't know if they're going to pick up my show. They would still say the same exact... I mean, I would still say the same exact thing, which is, there. there's kind of a renaissance. A comedy, like, they're That's going out to yeah. the... You know, to you and Jezelnik and, uh, and Nick Kroll and all these yeah. people and just saying, like, you know, what would you want to do with the show? And letting you guys do it, which is what... A fucking network should do. Totally. And I ran into Nick a while ago, and he's just like, yeah, it's just so awesome with you and me and, you know, Nathan and Jesselnick and Amy, all these people just, like, they just made a decision, like, let's 
try to make some good, find some funny people and, and yeah. let them do the show they want to do. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If it does, it does. But it's it's their voice. I mean, there's there's nothing. If you don't like my show, I had no chance. Like the, the, it's all me. Like it's yeah. all my personality. I didn't leave nothing on the table on the show. Like there's nothing else I can give you. If, if you, you just, it comes down to whether you like it or not. But there's no compromises made as far as like. See, I told them that wouldn't have worked. I told them this one like, I'm completely, and they're happy about it too. That's the best part. Yeah, is that they're as psyched about the show as I am. Well, more probably more psyched about this show than I am. Well, I always, I mean, I, I always think it's a good idea to sort of pick your battles on a show so that you're not the totally. You're I, not always. You're not always upset. the guy. Put like some people just love to push back no matter what, and anything a network says, they're like, you fucking tell them. And I'm like, listen. Some things aren't that important. If they think the set should be wider, or if they think I'm like, I don't fucking care, you know. Just like, it, but it never got to a point where I had to pick a battle. Right? Like I just That's didn't have it's to, like, just didn't have to pick it. I, it's, it's weird you said that because my whole thing was like, listen, I gotta pick my battles. I gotta pick my battles. I lock sound tomorrow, and I never picked the bat. Like, <laughs> like I always was waiting for the one big battle to fight. Yeah, and we're. We're done tomorrow night, and I never did. Like I saved it all up for nothing. There was well, no yeah. big bad. Maybe just deliver it, and just for no reason, just go and fuck you, yeah. like just for no reason. <laughs> but now you're a guy that was like fun to work. Like they're probably like that was a good working experience. Well, with that them. was my big thing too. Is like make sure the show's cheap, cheap. Make sure it's easy and make fun. Sure not, make sure it's fun. It was fun for everyone but me because I'm driving myself crazy. But yeah, make it an easy experience. Don't be a fucking pain in the ass. You don't have to be. There's no. You don't have to be a pain in the ass. And I, I hate. I hate drama on shows because there it's it's such a pain in the ass to pitch a show, get a show picked up, get it into production, get it on the air. It's just like, can we just fucking enjoy the fact that this has happened and not try to ruin it? Exactly. I, they they sent me uh right after our wrap, they sent me like some gifts, and I I came home and there was like these gifts at my door. I'm like, why would they buy me gift? Like I don't understand. Like I thought they they did me a favor. They gave me a show. I'm like, wait a second. Oh yeah, we're in business together. They want the show to do for a, well. Yeah. For a split second, I thought you meant animated gifs. Like really, I was like, they sent yeah. him animated gifs of the like internet, thumbs YouTube. up. Or... <laughs> yeah, they, she said, good job, good job, good job. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, I, I uh, it's just, it's just weird for me. Like, I didn't even sometimes forget that it's not. They're not doing this to. They're doing it for the same reasons you're doing it. They want to hit show. Yeah. Like they're not like. No. My parents didn't call up and make them make do the show. They're yeah. in Kentucky. They have no. They have no option. I do. I mean, I, I guess I like the idea of a hit show. Is is of course I like. Why wouldn't I want that? But but for me, I really just want a show that sustains itself. That is fun. You yeah. know, like and so and if it's not, you know, if it's not like the fucking biggest show on cable, I'm I'm fine with that. I just want it to be fun and and have enough people watch it that we can keep making stuff that we like. Totally, and that that was our thing too. Is like. We had a scene that was actually, I won't bring it up, but that was cut from the show, which I didn't argue about. It just, again, I'm not going to bring it up, but it, it was, let's just say it was shot before Newtown. Mm -hmm. And because of events, we couldn't air it, and I had no arguments. And they're like, you yeah, know, maybe we'll air it, you know, season two. But obviously, they can't make that decision right now. Yeah. But yeah. I'm like, I'm totally cool with, like, with not, with saving stuff for other seasons, going for the, maybe season three is the, has the breakout sketch in it. I don't know. As long as I can sustain it enough and make them a profit until then, keep the sh on my end, I can keep it cheap. You know, that's one thing you can do. But, you know, it doesn't have to be, 
you can be successful in television, especially nowadays, without having to be like the biggest show on cable. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's no room for everything. Well, yeah, it's it's there's a different programming philosophy now and then in the in the old days of television it was like this has to 20 million people have to watch this or it's getting the fuck off and now I think people are realizing it's sort of an expanded version of the thousand true fans story where it's like you can you know you can still have a, a, and by the way several hundred thousand people watching a show is still a lot of people it's a lot of people yeah. particularly now well louie i think someone told me gets a less than half a million Per show, and that's a who do, everyone I know loves Louie and watches. You know, yeah, it's like that's a successful show. Yeah, well, Conan show gets like a little less than a million per show. Yeah, and it's like still it's doing fine because yeah. there because there are shows that again this is the idea of 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 depending too much on that number, which I understand they have to do because television really is driven by advertising, so they have to be able to go into. They have to be able to go to a sponsor and say they, they can't say, but look at the cultural penetration the show has. They have to say these are the numbers that this show has. But that's when your thing comes back into play when they're like, listen, the numbers don't add up this and that. But the dude was a pain in the ass. The show was expensive. He was fucking annoying. He battled with us all the time. Then we can show him the numbers and say, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. But if they're cool and they, you know, they'll work with you with the low numbers, if you're fun and easy to work with yeah it's not, it's not really rocket science but louis show is worth way more than whatever that half a million viewer or whatever the number is because but because it i mean when you look at yeah i don't know what the exact numbers on the show is but I, but I, but it's not like 10 million people exactly but it's but it's it's such an amazing show that it's penetrated the culture and everyone is aware of it and what happens too is the next louis wants to go to fx and make his show because they see that Louie can make Louie there, and it's it brings business in, you know. Yeah, like people want to make their shows now. It's for the FX, you know. It's what we were saying earlier. Is it's the prestige of having it there. Like you know when uh, we we're saying like major record labels, uh, like you know they'll have Sonic Youth on or uh, Built to Spill. Now these aren't going to be on the charts. You know these aren't going to be top in the charts, but they're there kind of as a prestige. Is like it's like you know we do still have good quality talent. That doesn't get the numbers. Yeah, you know they just they have them there, and that's kind of what like Louis is, or you know some like like Mad Men has good numbers, but it's like you know and Breaking Bad. Our, our old current offices. Oh, that's right. When you guys moved over there, yeah, I was gone I'll tell you, before then. When we're uh, when you're depressed about your gig and you walk downstairs and you see John Hamm walk by in his Mad Men outfit, it doesn't help. No, nah, I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that shows a little better than. Me standing in front of a green screen talking about an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> were, were, those, those, were you were in those studios downtown? Is that where you guys? The Nagatomi yeah, yeah. building or whatever. Well, there, it's, there's, there's no, those, it's the Los Angeles Center Studios. They, they, yeah. yeah, I don't know if they're still there, but they were at Los Angeles Center Studios. And the fa- and I the inc- still there. the yeah. incredible thing about about that place is that um, the original Sterling Cooper offices, all of the offices there look like that because it's a really old facility. But the weird time warpy thing is the Sterling Cooper, the original Sterling Cooper offices. They did them all up and repainted everything. But the rest of the offices in that, in that complex were like that, but then run down by 40 years. Yeah. yeah. You know, so. So they entrance, can do some flash forwards. entrance is the entrance to the building, too. Oh, it is. When you walk in. Yeah. So, yeah, you, can, you, you notice it when you I'm sure. In. I think that's the Nakatomi Plaza from Die Hard. Was no, that Nakatomi no, Plaza? No. no, no. no. It's not? Absolutely. Nakatomi Plaza, I thought, was. That's Century City. I think it was in Century City. Oh. I don't know. The internet's correcting us right now. 
Jonah, come on, man. Old pals, come all the way out of here. You're embarrassing me with this Nakatomi shit. How did you pick that? We should look it up, though, just in case I'm right. We'll figure it out later. How did you... We're never going to figure it out. How did you... How could we, Jonah? What would you... There's someone just sitting there. Come on. You forgot your phone, Kyle? How are you alive? That's projecting. What By if the your way, car breaks projecting. down? What That's if projecting. you That's need projecting. to yelp something <laughs> and then tweet about it? Can I ask a question? So yeah. I'm here, the Nerdist, the head of technology. There's a guy in the corner with a white notepad and a pen. Like, I haven't seen anybody taking actual notes. And Like, shouldn't that be a MacBook Air or something? He works analog. Yeah. All and right. then everything, everything if you approve of it. Everything it's gets quiet. turned Chris digital. Just like the clickety clack. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Drives me crazy. See, that makes sense. There's an answer. That's it's an digital answer. in the sense that he's using his fingers to write letters. Yeah, but he's. Oh, but guy, he's wearing is, an awesome ground control shirt. This Portland. looks like a guy. He looks like he's more at home with that phone in his hand, though. Yeah. You do seem slightly yeah. more complete. I, I, you I, came I was, to life. I was halfway here when I realized it was gone, and almost thought of like, well, I'll be late, but I'll be safe because I'll have my phone. Mm-hmm. He's just staring at that pad, waiting for a text to appear. That's the thing, without having your phone. I saw you waiting outside. How do you wait without a phone? I forgot how to wait. Well, in the old days, Jonah, if you said you were going to meet someone somewhere and you they didn't show up, you just never saw that person yeah. again. I just do. Do I? Paul met John. That one seemed to work out. Yeah, I met, yeah. <laughs> I just would assume everyone died in a car wreck on the way over. Just mm -hmm. like they're not here. They must have died. Yep. So they didn't call. Yeah. How did you pitch your show to Comedy Central? Did they see you in something, or did you? Well, yeah, I was I was working on Norm, and they really were really happy with my writing on Norm's show. And then I wrote on a bunch of their pilots, and they kind of let me know, like, if you ever have a show to pitch, like, let us know. The door was open, not like we'll make a show, but so I pitched this show, and uh, they gave us I, I think I'm not even allowed to say the number, but a number. So low, you wouldn't even know you could make television for this low. Mm -hmm. I go, I'll make it for this. I'll make you a full pilot for this l ridiculously low amount of money. And I turned it in, and the, it was. I mean, it's like X-rated. Like it was the craziest thing I'd ever <laughs> seen. I had a barbershop quartet count down the uh, top internet porn videos of the week. Mm -hmm. You—that's a good way to get blackballed out of the barbershop quartet community <laughs> really fast. I'm really sorry. Did we were able to make amends? One finally. One finally said no. No, I haven't. There's a lot of people are pissed off, but this group is really great. They, they're in the show. Um, uh, I mean, just a lot of. Cra and I didn't. I'm, I was like probably the same thing as you. Like I've seen a lot of my friends make pilots, and I could see them kind of like trying to make what they think the network will like. Oh, that's think. such a tough because you can never predict them. And when you think other shows that looks like, and I go, I'm gonna do the opposite. I'm gonna make the, a pilot that in ten years. When I'm going to be hanging out at my house, and my friends are going to be drunk, and they're going to say, "Dude, t didn't you make a pilot for Comedy Central ten years ago?" And we're going to turn it on, and they're all going to start cracking up. Like, I can't believe you turned this into an actual. <laughs> you fucking idiot! Can anyone see the pilot anywhere? Yes. Well, it's airing as episode four. It, it's so dirty that they said they can't air it for the as the first episode because they don't want it. They probably don't want it to be reviewed as like this is the f exactly, exactly. Okay. Yeah. But they are airing it as. F I mean, it'd be heavily. Oh, here's another cool thing that I just found out about. This is my first plug, but the uh, they are, they rarely do this. They're going to air versions of my show completely unbleeped after one a.m. Oh, that's, oh great. that's really which cool. Is awesome. That's great. And they don't usually like which is cost money too because I got to get we got to outlay two versions of the show. You know, yeah. unbleeped. So it costs us money. But so like after one, I don't know when it's going to air, but like you can watch it with fuck and shit and 
I mean, I don't know exactly what Dieck? I said. What? Dick. Dick is in there. Yeah, yeah, a lot of dick. But. Well, butthole. Ooh. I mean, but I think you can air. Yeah. I'm finding. I found out what you can't say. It's kind of interesting. You can say. You can call someone an asshole, but you can't refer to someone's asshole. You can't say. I think it's. I think it's. No, you're right. If you're you right. say like yeah. that asshole has a tight asshole, like you'd have to you'd have when to bleep did, the uh, second one. Say man, you're a dick. Right. You can't yeah. say suck my dick. You yeah. cannot say suck my dick. When I when I did a uh, live at Gotham, I had the word glory hole in there and like they said you can't say glory hole, we're going to have to beep glory. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well then it just seems like I'm saying asshole, then the whole joke is messed up. And I say, can I say hole of glory? And they're like, yeah, you can say that. And then actually meant it to get, got a better laugh because I said that. Yeah, sometimes there, there are clever... See, I tried to, as the show was going, sometimes try to get find clever ways around bad words that sometimes get me... Like, I'm, I'll say, like, ding-a-ling or something. Yeah. Or, like, poo-hole or you know, whatever that I think is clean, mm-hmm. which will actually... Are actually words you can't... I found out later you can't say, <laughs> which still bleep, which sounds like the dirty word. So I should have just said the dirty word. Anyway. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a weird... There's a weird gray area which depends on uh, because cable is not regulated like broadcast. Yeah, there's, a, there's it's a, it's a there's no kind of rhyme or re- it's I mean, sponsorship regulated. Yeah. So it's sponsorship regulated in the sense that there's an S and P there's a standards and practices guy who will look at stuff and go, well, in my experience, you probably I mean there are some obvious ones, but there you probably can't say that because that will upset the sponsor. And if someone writes in and complains, like they you know, and there's a the whole thing too where they're like you know. You can say f- shit, but it's n- you won't get your TV 14 rating. You're contracted to make a TV 14 show, and if it's TVMA, which is the next rating above it, you can't we, we can't legally air it before 10. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you want those daytime re-airings, which is you know what kind of helps the show out. So you want to put the bleeps in, but it's, 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 it's this whole thing. It's it's kind of self-regulated, as you're saying too. But there is some I I don't know if they. Who rates it? Like, is, do they rate themselves? I don't know. It must be an independent thing because that that TV fourteen thing at the be- you know that thing at the be- yeah yeah of course that blocks the person's face who's yeah for a good the 10, 15 seconds yeah yeah where you're trying to figure out who's talking yeah um, yeah I think I don't it must be a like a like the MPAA type of thing for television that does it I don't yeah know. but I know I've gotten on the wrong side of it quite a few times some dude I just recognized from E walked by who was it. I don't know, but I, it was a. Uh, he gives he gives gossip. Ooh, sweet gas. Yeah. Mm. So what's gonna happen? Because they literally can just pick up the show whenever they feel like it. It could air once and they pick it up, or it could at the end of the season they yeah, could pick it up weird. later. I mean, they could and literally, so. they could call. I could. There could be a, a message waiting on my phone right now saying, "We love it. When can you get season two? They could wait till contractually my last five minutes on my contract runs out and say. Sure, let's do. It. I mean, th- th- there's, there's no way. I mean, like I said, I don't. We're not expecting huge, giant, first night numbers, mm-hmm. first week, first couple week numbers. I think it's going to take a build. But yeah, they can pick it up, or not pick it up at any, at any time. I mean, I personally, because of who I am, I like low expectations, because I, I don't want to have to hit those, you know, those South Park numbers. Is it going to freak you out if? You end up with a hit show, and then do because you sort of come from that background. Like, is it going to freak you out if something's really well? I I I can't even imagine it. I mean, that's why I get. I guess the answer is yes. Then because I can't even fathom the idea of anything I've I ever do 
being successful. Le- because you have the look, Ben, of a very successful showrunner. Nice jacket and a sports hat. Yeah, well, the, by the way, this is, this is, this is all wardrobe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, you, when you have a TV show, I don't know if the audience knows this, but they buy your wardrobe. Someone like me, I'm wearing this shit the rest of... I'm wearing this for three years. They wouldn't let me keep mine when I did my Comedy Central pilot. They said, we got to take it and box it up and put it in... They, make, uh, yeah. I made a... I ran off with... I just. Th- I stole threw- some shoes and, uh, and, a, and, a, and some jeans. Yeah. These jeans are expensive, man. Yeah, they give you really expensive jeans. Yeah, I'm like, well, I could have done with half the price of these jeans. Yeah. But yeah, no, I don't know the answer. I mean, I just... The idea that anyone will watch it is fucking crazy to me. But that's why you do it for someone like Comedy Central is the zero isn't, I mean, there's no, it's no current. It's not like, I think we air, we'll be after like a Tosh rerun or something like that. Somebody's going to be watching, mm-hmm. you know, like it's going to be even a low number. Again, we neither, we've decided neither of us understand numbers. That low number is going to be a bigger number than I've ever seen. So it's going yeah. to be pretty crazy to see. And then of course, I'm, you know, I'm going to wake up and there's going to be, Dude, love your show, and then your show fucking sucks. Fuck you, like all that stuff, which I'm totally, yeah. I'm used to. I've, that's where we've been through it. I know about that. Usually, because in the old days, I would write back and agree with the person. <laughs> I just love the idea that they could call you and go, 700,000 people watched your show, and you go, oh my God. And they're like, that's not enough. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, but that's a lot of people. Seven, people. Yeah, 200,000 viewers. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Who like, would have ever thought? Where's the party? No, yeah, yeah. no, no. no, no that's You're a in big fucking tr- trouble. <laughs> he Can took I? this network down, and like they didn't, people did not watch The Daily Show last night because <laughs> your show was so, so bad. Yeah. Like, oh, John so Stewart upset. wants to beat the shit out of you. Yeah, oh, cool. I get to meet John Stewart. <laughs> no, you're not listening, Ben. You don't yeah. understand. Oh, badass. Well, that's, a, that's a trip to New York, first class. <laughs> yes, contractually, that's true, but it's not going to be good when you get here. Oh, dude, but he's like, I'll get to touch. Like, make sure you wash his hands. I'm a little germaphobic, but yeah, it sounds You guys going to put me up? <laughs> yes. Fucking yeah. You're not yeah. hearing all of the negative. Big, big news. About to meet John Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't fucking know. I like, I hate to be that guy, but like, once I saw, once I saw the first two versions of the first two episodes, I'm like, holy shit, this show works and it's the show I wanted to make. Like, I don't know. Like, I've never had, I'm talking about that kind of success. Like, I've never made anything good really before. (laughs) Like, this is very weird. Like, because I was waiting to get depressed after, like. Because there's so many moving parts to the show, as when you as you'll see, but that it all works together as I'd plan. Like I've never ha- planned out a show that much of anything planned out anything that like worked and like all the pieces fit together and like the show works and the network's happy. Like who the fuck am I? Who's my enemy now? Yeah, you see, <laughs> Joan and I at, at lunch, fucking screaming about our bosses and all yeah. these pieces of shit. Like I gotta find someone to yell at. Well, that's why I always wonder how. That's when you get political. Like people yeah. with the people with sort of a punk background, where it's like, yeah, I'm always coming up against the machine, fuck the machine, and all of a sudden, it's working, and then you, you sort of become the machine, and then what do you? I know. Well, I, I mean, I kind of grew up with that music too, so I like it's kind of that thing. I'm kind of dealing with that now. Like as we were saying before, I get along with the network really well, so like, oh, so feel they're weird. not the enemy. Fucking Viacom, man, they own the <laughs> network. Like, no, the guys at Viacom like it too. It's like, oh, great. So who's next? My, fuck, <laughs> my fucking EP. No, you're the EP. And Mike, your buddy's the other EP. And you like him. All right. 
my managers, those fucking assholes. He's like, they're the guy you the show. Just someone, just 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 throw someone. It's like a still just the old bosses at current. You could just still hold on well, to I, that. Trust me, give me a month. I'll I'll find. Some. No, what <laughs> you need to do is you need to have your own Kyle that you that will just absorb all of that tangential rage and Kyle, you uh, fucking asshole. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I fucking hate Kyle. <laughs> That stupid idiot. <laughs> I hate him too because he did find out that it's Fox Plaza in Century City, which was the oh, location really? for Nakatomi Plaza. The one he, Good the job, one? dickhead. It's the same building they shot uh, Airheads. No one cares. That's the same <laughs> building they shot Airheads. Yeah, yeah, they did shoot Airheads. Nineties comedy to throw out to bring it all down. And take Thanks for finding out the info that Chris it. and I already told you was the info, <laughs> and we were pretty confident when we said it. But thank you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I like Jonas. We I like. I like your acquiescence. Yeah. yeah. What are you gonna? <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yes. Thanks for looking up the fact that I did not work in Nakatomi Plaza. Because yeah. I know would know if I was in Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah, because that one floor would have all of the uh, the plastic in it, and then the blood from where John's feet bled. Still to this um, day, the Die Hard. They didn't change museum. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they just slept it. Well, you think that new movie's gonna? That can't be good, right? Uh, I, I like people that I know that loved the last one, like me, uh, said it's just fucking god awful. Now I don't, I don't, you know, however much stock you want to put into this, but it did get eleven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Still made it made twenty five million over the was the number one. I think it was the number one movie over the weekend. Still made twenty five million, but but who knows what's gonna happen? Well, it also came out. Uh, it had a long weekend. Yeah, because it came oh, out. Oh, it on, actually is out. It came out on Valentine's Day, and they ca- they usually count that. Because I remember during oh. the Super Bowl, they had like the Yippie Kaye halftime show or something. <laughs> like this is this is not cool. Yeah, because uh. the next word's a bad word. Yeah, These kids are gonna hear that. But, Yippie Kaye, Mother Russia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I rewatched Die Hard recently just because on TV. Holy shit, does that movie hold up? Yeah, it's a great movie. There's not that could have come out today. I mean, should have come out. It should have come out this weekend. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Fuck, it's great. I think what we should do is um, do a a Look Who's Talking sequel, but from the first movie, because that kid would be grown up now. Mikey would be grown up. But I'd still like to see that he actually did become Bruce Willis. Oh yeah, and just sort of what happened. And it's, it's it's very unremarkable because he just talks really like a person. Yeah. Well, that's just look the kid. Look who's talking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bruce Willis. Yeah, he's just like a guy who's talking. Expectedly, yeah. look who's talking. Like you, ex- yeah, like he's a mm-hmm. guy. But how about this? He he does his mouth doesn't move. He does vo. Like look who's talking. <laughs> so he, he actually turns out to be a mute. Yeah. He turned out to be a mute. Weirdly, he, he gets <laughs> turned out to be a mute. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, why would he ever talk if he's got that? Yeah, exactly. That was way better than my joke, which was that he gets pregnant somehow. Oh. And then you just hear. And I still think Kirstie Alley and John Travolta should be his parents. Yeah, they'll still be his parents somehow. That's just the kid, isn't it, though? Wasn't that that Bruce Willis movie where it's uh, the young version of himself shows up? Which one? Oh, yeah, that the movie, Disney the kid. movie. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Maybe that's what they were thinking. That was their, they couldn't get the right, so that was the next best yeah. thing they could, <laughs> they could try. Look who's talking. I love this look who's talking sequel idea where just everyone's growing up, but the son is. Su- they don't explain why the son is older than the parents. Yeah. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. Or, or do they explain? Well, you why? could tell by his voice in the womb. Like, he. Like, he there was clearly around, some yeah. type of progeria. Yeah. That was happening. Well, What's crazy is that the sperm still had the same voice than when it hit the egg and became. That's, that's weird. Technically, George Siegel was the father. Yeah, because that was the whole thing. He got Kirstie Alley pregnant, and then John Travolta was a crazy cab driver who like helped her out, and then they fell in love. 
So really, Fibus Finkel was his dad, right? Was he? Yeah, I think so. Oh, oh no, it was Abe Vigoda. It was Abe Vigoda. Abe Vigoda. It was Abe Vigoda. I was gonna say I gotta rewatch this film, but I know I'm not. There's no way. Don't I'm call it a do film. That. Yeah. <laughs> there was, uh, there's already been two. There was Lucas talking. Lucas talking two. Lucas talking now. Lucas talking now. Lucas talking now. Lucas talking two had uh, uh, Roseanne Barr as the little the sister. And then the pets was and the Danny pets DeVito was... and Diane Keaton. Yes, and that was Lucas talking now. So this would be the fourth installment if we did it. Look who won't shut the fuck if, up. Yeah. If we, I like that. I like that. If we did it. Like it's up to us. Yeah. Like it's gonna happen. Yeah. Who's continuing? Well, obviously, to talk. we can get the rights and we can get the actors, but let's yeah. just let's make a decision. I'm gonna pitch this yeah. to Thomas Tull at Legendary. Yeah. Thomas, I think I've got a winner. <laughs> we're gonna get Nolan. Yeah. <laughs> and we're gonna produce yeah. the Look Who's Talking. Comedy Central. I'll be unavailable for season I think, two. Yeah. I think I'm we're working on Look Who's Talking. I'm working on Look Who's I, Talking. I, I honestly fu- think won't stop talking the fuck up. Like, oh. um. I honestly think that's what they should have done. They should not have made this Die Hard Five. They should have made it Look Who's Talking Five. This last one. Where he goes to oh, Russia. Oh, yes, you're right. I was actually Should thinking, have been a look who's they talking. They should actually know. Sorry, because since it's like look who's talking to, no. No, see, because it was like the look who's talking now should have been look who's talking to, two. So T O O. So it was, it was the sequel to look who's talking to. Look who's talking to also. Or yes, look who's yes, talking as well. Look who's yeah. talking to, two, where Bruce Willis is the inner monologue of Bishop Desmond Tutu. I'd watch that. Yeah. It reminds me too of my buddy Craig and I. We decided back in the. Uh, the rougher days, we're like, we're gonna make write a spec script that we know won't sell, but it'll just make everyone go cra- town crazy. So we wrote, we got ten pages into Three Men and a Whore, <laughs> where the girl grows up and becomes a prostitute. Oh, I remember <laughs> you telling that. And like, it's just like, it's like a fucking porn. It was so dis- <laughs> like, it was so because she had a very dysfunctional family. She had, dis- yeah. she had three dads. Mm-hmm. That's not. That's no. That, that's yeah. gonna change a woman. And one of them was Gutenberg. Yeah. Yeah, that's gotta mess you up, man. <laughs> but, and so you know we did, he's probably the nicest guy in the world. No. We wa- re- we rewatched that to uh, for our brilliant script idea. No, just the first one. Holy shit, is that bad? Really? Doesn't like, hold up. It uh, it's like the wor- Leonard Nimoy directed that. Did you know that? What? <laughs> Leonard Nimoy directed Three Men and a Baby. Did I know that? I don't know wow. if I knew that. That's a that's a fact. Did he also do the soundtrack? I don't know, but he should Pick have. Pick up was, your yeah. fellow man, lend him a helping. <laughs> is that on the notepad? Just check that out. I'm, pretty, I'm almost, I'm nearly positive I'm right about that. But that was, I think that's the worst film I've ever seen. No, really? there's way worse movies. I don't know. At the time, it was just like, I'm going to think of something else. I don't know. It, it, it threw me. Because that was, I think it was like the highest grossing comedy at that time. It, the movie was enormous. That movie was huge. Yeah. But it, it looks like an after school special. It, it's, it's awful. Did that come out before Full House? Because Full House has a three dead situation as well. Probably it did. It probably, that probably is like the TV version. Three dead situation yeah. is my Crosby Stills and Nash cover. Three dead situation. Yeah. I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just, uh, it's Crosby Stills and Nash and they're raising Neil Young. Oh, that's adorable. Yes, and why? <laughs> you find it yet, Kyle? Yeah, it's a bad, bad network situation here. So, what, what, what is, what is your, what is occupy, what's going to occupy your time once you turn in the, sh- like, once you're done? Well, a lot of the pre, I mean, I'm getting really great response as far as you know doing talk show. I've never done a talk show before, so you know, sit the couch, which I, obviously you've done a lot, but I've never like sat down on a couch and talked to Jimmy Kimmel or Conan. I don't know. I'm t- doing that stuff in the. You know, interviews and all that. 
to answer your question, I don't <laughs> fucking know. Like, it's promoting the show, really. But other than that... You have I'm, bits set up? No, I gotta, I gotta figure it out. Yeah. Well, I, my idea was to talk to, like, I think Norm is, like, the talk show guest. He's the best talk show guest ever. So I'm gonna, my, my goal was for him to train me, like, Rocky style. <laughs> but, I, like, but no one can really do this. what Norm does, does though. He's so specific. Like exactly. this. I think it would... Yeah, what you got to do on there is uh, take on a joke book. Exactly. I, I know. The, it, it would come off so obviously that I was doing a Norm impression that I probably yeah. shouldn't do that. But, like, it is... Like your first, what was your first on the couch show? Um, daytime or nighttime? I think I did nighttime. nighttime. My first nighttime on the couch talk show. Oh fuck, I don't remember. It might have been. It might actually. I don't. I think it was maybe Fallon, like four years ago. Were you or three years ago? Whenever the first year that he. Did you freak out about it, or were you like? Uh, I mean, were you just like, right? like, my question is, where do you start? Could you tell your life story? Do you tell a funny anecdote? I mean, I don't even Well, know. they'll do a pre-interview, and then you'll talk to their... It's funny. Well, I guess they didn't really so, like, do a late-night talk show until well into my career. Maybe it was Ferguson or Fallon or something. But anyway, yeah, they'll, they'll pre-interview you, and you'll, you'll talk a lot, and then they'll... It's not scripted at all. I mean, at least the ones that I've done, they'll just... The producer will remind you, like, oh, you know, you could talk about this, or you could talk about this. I mean, it's all going to somewhat be relevant to the thing you're talking about. And then, and there are then at a certain point you just get to, if you're lucky enough, then you get to be someone like Bill Burr who just goes on and is fucking hilarious. Yeah, bits. I saw that last Conan one. Was that, so funny. that one was so incredible. Uh, you got to go downstairs to see the guy with the oboe? The best oboe player? <laughs> <laughs> was that the the one he was talking about? Uh, was it the president? Like how like how hard oh, it is yeah, to be yeah, the president? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like you have to oh, do the all moment this that stuff. he yawns, they're like, oh, yeah. He's a yeah, yeah, exactly. And then like when you're watching the best oboe player in the world, you yawn. Everyone's like, he hates music. That's where I know I'm behind with comedy because I just I've just now seen that guy do stand up. Like obviously he's been around. Holy fuck, he's fun. Like, he's how do I miss these people? Like, yeah, he's so I'm just incredible. not in that stand up. Bill scene. may be the. Bill may be the best comic right now, yeah. In my opinion, that's what I'm. Th I mean, that's what that's. But that's how late I come to it, which is like, all right, they they say he's the best comic. Time to check him out. Yeah. Uh, There's n there are no lulls. There are no lulls well, with him. I watched him. Just that last stand-up special on Netflix. I was like, God, this guy's so fucking funny. And it was it was that. It was like, where's the filler? There's yeah. no filler. No filler. Yeah. And like, like he'll like he'll bring up a topic that you just don't agree with at all. And by the end of it, you're on his side. Kind of like, you know, when I watch those Louis specials, I'm just like, where's the part where he's going to kind of slow down and kind of you yeah. know, take a break? No. At the end, after the show. Um, no, but back to, the, back, back, to, back to me, which is back to you. Like, were you nervous about those things? Oh, of course, yeah. Especially because, you know, it's... Well, you know from doing... Or you may, well, you don't do stand-up, but, you know, it, is, it always takes a couple minutes to sort of warm up. You know, like, I feel like you can sort of get lucky that you immediately connect with the crowd for whatever reason. But if they're not really that familiar with who you are, it, sometimes it they can take be. a minute or two to warm up. So just go in knowing that there will be a minute where you're kind of connecting with the audience and don't worry. Just have fun. Like, yeah, honestly, I, I, the most important thing you could do is have fun because no matter what happens, as long as you have fun, it's going to be fine. It, feel, it feels like it's something hard to make it really I mean you can be really bad but it's hard to make it really bad but also hard to do that Bill Burr level of like don't go in there trying to be the fucking funniest and also guy. understand the dynamics of the room in terms of 
you know, like the Conan studio is very large. So there's a lot of distance between you and the audience. And so, you know, you notice like when Bill this is when does face work will help out. This is, yeah, exactly. So you notice like when Bill does Conan, his body is out toward the audience and he's lobbing shit over the cameras, over the sometimes when people are not facing like if they're not really talking to the audience there, which is a, which you can totally do because the audience at home will hear you. But just don't be thrown if the live audience doesn't react as much because you have to really aim far to hit like in a big studio in a tighter space. It's a little more intimate. You know, it's a little bit easier to connect because they're right there. But a studio audience can often be... Kimmel's pretty wild, right? That I mean, I've been to tapings of Kimmel. Kimmel's, yeah. Kimmel can be great, but it can also... It's, you know, like there's a lot of stuff right going on on the right? set. There's a band. There's yeah. Jimmy. There's a lot of lights. People just came in off Hollywood Boulevard. There's a lot of things that can distract them. But he's gotten really amazing at, like, focusing the crowd. By the way, wrote me the nicest letter. Like, right in the thick of post when I was, like, just a, ba- just a bad day of just, like, a lot of shit going wrong. I get an email... Jimmy Kimmel, I don't even know if he wants me to repeat it. Just like, I fucking love your show. It's oh. so fucking funny. Like, this someone has no affiliation with the show. I don't know him personally. Just out of nowhere, telling me how much he loves the show and he just wants to help, you know, That's just like really have you cool. on the show. Like, he's like, I think he might be the new Tom Hanks of, uh, of town. Like, just, and he wrote Kent, the president, as well. Just like, I'm going to let you know I watched that Ben show. It's fucking hilarious, man. He's a good guy. Yeah. You can tell by, like, there's no reason for him to find my email and write me an email. He could have just stopped by my dressing room while I was at the show. You know, it's like, I want to tell this kid I like his show. Fucking nicest thing ever. Or, nice. or it's a hoax, and one of your friends is going to be like, did you ever get that email I sent you from Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Ten years trying did to Did you totally that. believe that? <laughs> <laughs> that you're right. going to do the couch. You're going to be like, thanks for having... I didn't write you a... Yeah, you're not even supposed to be here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, where's you, Jennifer Anderson? You've never had a show. Yeah. I don't have a show. <laughs> you work at Current TV. Yeah, you're still here. That's you, why we're still here. You're a correspondent for Al Jazeera. <laughs> um, anyway. Well, I hope that you... First of all, I hope your show does well, and I hope that if it does do well, that you can enjoy that success. Do you... Do you are, are you kind of a saboteur of good things? Do you... Well, I'm, I'm always... I'm not a saboteur. That's different. I've seen friends of mine... What I know what you're saying, which is literally sabotage their career. Like, do things to make their career go bad. I don't do that. I just have a little bit of trouble. It's fine. Greg Fitzsimmons just said the same thing, like, on his part. Like, is, can you just try to enjoy? It's not that I don't enjoy it. It's just that just my neuroses just goes crazy. But I do appreciate that. But I'm trying all I can to uh, enjoy it. I'm very aware that this is, like, a rare thing and not... To enjoy the moment. Yeah. It's not happening. I'm trying. Well, trying is all you can do sometimes. I can tell you, though, that what sometimes what I do is I, I will say to myself, I know that what's happening right now is amazing. There's a lot of pressure on me to make sure that I don't fuck it up or that I do what I'm supposed to do. And so I may not be enjoying it as much as I could be right now. But in high, in retrospect, I know that I will enjoy it and I will look back on it as an amazing experience. Like I, That's I sort a good of, way to look I sort of it. defer the... Because when you're in the moment, it can be a little hard sometimes to, because you really do have to focus and like, I fucking got to make this work. Totally. And like, I, looking back, how much fun should Jonah and I have had at Current 
knowing that we would later be able to employ ourselves doing stuff we like doing. Yeah. It would have been so much more fun if we just kind of enjoyed it at the time. Oh, yeah, it's a fucking yeah. shitty gig. We got to take like two hour lunches while we just did nothing but yeah, hang out. Yeah, we got out. to stick around a lot, but yeah. you know, that's how we work, I suppose. That's the young punks in you. Yeah, exactly. We're trying to be... Trying to take cool. down Al Gore. Yeah, well, we got the best. Not of gonna that, work right? now. Really did, yeah. Would he get five hundred million for that? He fucking got so much money. Al Gore Zira. <laughs> yeah. But I like that. That's good. It's a good wordplay. That's, that's why I laughed. Yeah, it's his name on the place that he uh, sold it to. For <laughs> combine the two. For a lot of money. I just t- I just yeah. took those two. Those were separate words. They were before. separate words, but you know, loosely related because he. I mean, again, guys, I, I want to tell you right now that uh, three men and a baby. Is actually based off of a French novel. Yes, I knew that. Yeah, yeah. Tra, tra, I don't know. Do you know French at all? Hold on. You guys knew that. I never knew that. That I Trois knew. Trois hommes et une coiffe, which translate to translates to the story of Jonah. Oh, that's <laughs> something else I was oh. researching. Yeah, sorry. No, no, and was directed by Leonard Nimoy. Yes, he directs my life. Um, you yeah, good, Leo? <laughs> Leo Murray. <laughs> What are you gonna do today? Me, I'm gonna go lock sound on because I'm a crazy control freak, so I have to be there at all sound mixes. Mm -hmm. So I go like, you know, can you get the EQ up in the right? Like all this annoying stuff, and the dude's just like, shut the fuck up. And I'm I go, I pretend like I know all the sound stuff. So we lock. I'm gonna try to get three sound because sound's the last. The sound mix is the last part. So get those done, and then we'll all only have one episode left. So I have to get that done today. And then, uh, you know. Relax. Go relax. Hang out. Is yeah. it? Is it? What it? Just is it the Ben Hoffman show? It's the Ben show. The Ben show. Well, actually, it's the Ben show with Ben Hoffman. <laughs> it's not a, it's not a uh, vanity thing. It's a, it was for legal reasons. Sure. But, uh, yeah, I did not want my name twice in the title. It was just supposed to be the... You can call it The Ben Show. Well, it's also it's, uh, the Jeselnik Offensive with Anthony Jeselnik is the official title for really? his show, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of, I think it's the same, like, The Daily Show. Yeah, like, which No one says, like, hey, did you watch The Daily Show with Jon Stewart? Like, yeah. Just The Daily Show. But for legal... Like, every basically, like, with bands, every show title is now taken it for some, at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you just have to add little things to, yeah. like, legally... Uh, the Bettles. Yeah. So it's on every Thursdays at ten on Comedy Central. They're starting a new Thursday. They don't even have shows on on Thursdays. But you're gonna I'm do busy. it for them. I'm gonna give them Thursday nights. Me at ten. Nathan Fielder at ten thirty. Brian Newcomb. Well, but Friends is on. <laughs> must see TV, Chris. Yep. Yeah. This is the new must see TV. The new must see lineup. Yeah. Taking it from NBC. Can yeah. people find you on? The... Oh yeah, Twitter. The Ben Show. I don't know if I did this right, but I was like, I'm going to have my Twitter. I was like, if the show gets canceled, still The Ben Show is a good Twitter handle. Yeah. I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. But it gets confusing, too, because it'll be like, watch. Everyone's like, watch at The Ben Show Hoffman. with Ben Hoffman. Like, no, I'm the Twitter name is The Ben Show. Yeah. So it kind of fucked everything up. But you can go to Comedy Central, go to my. They have a Facebook page, and they have all that shit. A Tumblr. Like, does that seem excessive? Nah. Yeah. That's about what they're doing now. It's a digital age, my friend. I guess so. I gotta take take a. It's a social media world, and we just populate it. Exactly. But just, I think I think it. people should tune in because Ben was the funniest guy working at Current TV, uh, which I know doesn't sound like it's saying I was much. Say I was yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was uh, it was ridiculous. <laughs> Fuck you, man. It yeah. was ridiculous. Like uh, at the time, just like see, you know, someone so funny that just like would just get told no, and it would always be like, what? 
what is happening? Like it, it made me think that I was wrong about comedy. Like being, being at that place, I was like, it was well, like, that should have helped you out. Yeah. Well, now this, this is, this is encouragement. We're both doing you. okay. We got exactly. out. Yeah. We're here. We're here. In a giant building. Doing an internet podcast. Exactly. Congratulations, you comedy monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's my, uh, <coughs> party girl. Yeah. Um, no, but thanks for having me on, man. This is awesome. Yeah, and and congratulations. I mean, it is a fucking it is a feat to get a show picked up and get a show on the air. So honestly, I mean, I hope this doesn't sound schmaltzy, but no matter what happens, it's an incredible no, thing it's that crazy. you've done. Like, the last last week or two weeks ago, again, it still hadn't quite hit me because I'm just like, you know, the this line is needs to be moved because I'm watching Seems a bit trebly. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, "Can you approve the images for the billboard here?" I'm like. Uh, what was that again? <laughs> yeah, the billboard on Sunset Boulevard. You need to, you know, approve the images so we can put it up. It's like, I guess they're doing this. I guess it's airing, and wow. like they're gonna do the. And the good thing. news is that no matter, I mean, again, no matter what happens with the show, it's you're in the machine as someone who has sold a show. You've written on shows, like it's. Well, that was the whole goal. You're with gonna, the, you're gonna be okay. The goal with the pilot was to make a crazy pilot, which will get me from writing on comp on cable networks to writing on network shows. That was the goal of the pilot, was to get better writing gigs. And then they picked it up, and I'm like, oh, fuck, now I gotta go do podcasts and stuff. <laughs> yeah. like, now comes the billboard. This could get. This is gonna be hard to get find a negative about. <laughs> now what do I do? I'll find a way. Next year, Ben Hoffman's hosting the Emmys. Yeah, exactly. But, but I'm... But it's not the Oscars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the Emmys take you to lunch, and yeah. you walk the Emmys to their car. And they have to push you away. Those like, that's not what this yeah. was about. Yeah. I didn't want to host the damn Emmys. And please give me back my sweats, Jenna. Oh, yeah, that girl. Ugh. Is she, what, did, you, did you say you do know the final answer on her? No, I have no idea. Or she's married. It's possible. What I don't know a lot of things about those days. A lot of them are just in this weird, drunken smear. Well, I have a question about that, too. I know we're, we're getting done here, but... So the last couple of years, I base I just don't like drinking. I just and I'm just like I don't want to do something I don't like. So I basically don't drink anymore. What the fuck am I supposed to do? What's left? Nothing. Starbucks. I get, but I'm saying like at night, like I can't go to bars. Video and watch games. People, I get a really, girlfriend. No, that maybe that maybe that would be the answer. Reading. I do read a lot. Education. Educate yourself on something. Find a topic. Find a thing you always wanted to learn and just devote an hour a night to learning it. You within what? within a year, you could be an expert. Do you guys have Kindles? No. God, the Kindle's changed my life. I have an Andy, I have an Andy Kindle. <laughs> you have an Andy Kindle? <laughs> I have an Andy Kindle. This book is... Um. <laughs> <laughs> this, the third word got out of my mouth. I'm like, yeah. I shouldn't do this. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> no, it doesn't seem like you mean that. No, I thought it was, it was a good Andy Kindle impression. No. Will Kindle approve? I thought it was a spot on Andy Kindle. Yeah. <laughs> Not the best Kindler. Really good Kindle. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best Andy Kindle ever. Yeah. Andy Kindler is one of my favorite comedians. But yeah, no, I'm just, I, I don't know how, oh God, he's so funny. I don't know what to, I'm trying to find stuff to do. Learn something new. Because especially yeah. as a writer, you need to put. I've, been, I've noticed I have been reading a ton more. Like, I'm, I'm a guy with a comedy show who's dead in the middle of an 800-page LBJ biography right now. So that is a, a new That's thing. Some brain By space the way, JFK there. is bugging LBJ right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is not. I'm not making this up. He, he's bugging him to death. He's like, you got to get your connections and help me out and set up a uh, set up some uh, 
fundraising dinners in Dallas because for the 64, like you, you fucker, you better set these up or uh, like, and I know where this is going because uh, I, wow. I, I know the full story. Like it's pretty crazy, and <laughs> LBG's like, yeah, f- I'll do it. Ooh, like it's kind of weird. I didn't know that part of it. Yeah. That like JFK was like pounding LBJ. Do it, just yeah. do it. Just go to Dallas. Like, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, no. So I'm it's sort of an LBJ. upstairs downstairs <laughs> White House edition. Yeah, yeah. I think you know you could go on iTunes U on iTunes and download like full MIT courses. Like you literally. Did you start doing that? I I downloaded uh, I downloaded the complete first year physics program. Uh, but I've been so busy with work that I haven't even, because, mm. because for me, it's sort of, I, I don't have a lot of extra time. And when I do have a little bit of extra time, I just kind of need to stare at something and zone out for an hour. That's kind of what I'm dealing with now too. Cause I've been so swamped for the last six, I haven't had a minute to myself in six months. And now it's like, there's a chance I can have a lot of free time. There's a ton of television to catch up on too. Like there's oh. a ton, there's a lot of stuff. Just fill your head with stuff. There's enough stuff in the world. The internet yeah, can TV you star, anything. You'll figure out something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe what you a, should a, uh, adopt a child or a puppy or... Eh, too much work. All right, it's a fair answer. LBJ book. It's a fair <laughs> Yeah. Enjoy a burrito, everyone. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Hey, you. It's Jason Bateman. Have you listened to Smartless? Smartless is the podcast that I host with my friends who are more like brothers. The super talented and funny Will Arnett and Sean Hayes is... JJ, 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 why are you whispering? Well, it, there's there's a pst in the, in, the, in the copy. But people are listening, so it's like... They are listening. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. In each episode of Smartless, one of us reveals our mystery guest to the other two. What ensues is a genuinely improvised and authentic conversation. Our mystery guests span our mystery... We'll cut this out. Our Mystery guests. All right, here we, we go. We got a lot of big famous people from different walks of life. And if you're yeah, a Wondery fan, then you're going to just you come and listen Tyson. to it. Yeah. We're on Wondery right now, and you can listen uh, to us. And no matter what you're doing, you're at the gym or you're in the car, just listen yeah. to the podcast. Sean, tell them where they can find it. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Bye. Bye. Bye.